0: Hey, welcome back to our podcast. You can go ahead and take out that bookmark. We're back. <laughs> I don't I don't know what else to do but lean into that. Like it started as a joke and now that's just who we are. Yeah. Um I love it. Welcome what? to episode 6 6 6 if you are listening in español, uh six if you're listening en français. I don't, I really don't remember it in German, so you're... Scheisse, if you're listening in Russian. Sign language? <laughs> ASL? Yeah. I yeah. said two years of ASL. What? Did you know that? Hey, I did not.
1: And sign language, that's when you learn. Sign language is different in every language. So there's American Sign Language, German Sign Language...
0: I guess you'd have to spell things in Spanish yeah, or English so it's or French. All or...
1: Complete, like it, sign language isn't universal. There's some but signs
0: that are the same. Like, uh-uh. it, oh wow! Mm-hmm. Because you also change
1: sentence structure. Like, yeah, ASL sure. even changes. Like ASL sentence structure is, I feel like, closer to Spanish than it is actual
0: English. Also, just putting this out there, uh, there's just two things I need to know. And I am going back to the note. Um, I thought about this a lot.
1: We should note that we did note that we said note a lot. So
0: we're trying to not say note as much. We're trying to pull back on that. But then I watched Bridgerton and realized the old-timey folks said note a plethora of times. So I don't feel as bad about it, but we're going to try to watch it. Um, I had a thought the other day. Actually, it's probably this morning. And I was like, you know... We live in the era of social media and media in general, um, but we're we're doing this show as a podcast, right? So our intention is to put it on a station where you listen to it. Mm -hmm. However, if you know us yet, you know that we will also be putting portions of it online as a video. And I was like, you know, these poor people out here with their radio voices but not radio faces, and believe you me, I don't have... video face I barely have a radio voice I don't even think I have that I just enjoy listening to myself talk um and so I was thinking about it I was like you know these people I feel so bad because you have to have a media presence even if you're doing something on the radio or podcast Mm -hmm. so you like you have to be attractive no matter what or extremely secure or funny humor helps right but you still have to be secure because like yeah. you're gonna be out there and you know people are assholes no matter what so like you're gonna judge me and believe you me i look at pictures of people and go god they need to get a posing coach and mostly that's pictures of myself going god i need a posing coach to which i then did watch posing videos on youtube but that my thought was i was just like you know the era of i've got a a radio voice but a tv or no a radio voice and dad, not a TV yeah. face. My dad always said he had a face for radio. That's what it is, yeah. yes. And I just, like, I instantly felt bad for everyone.
1: Well, you, <laughs> it's you know, like that's that. where I got started in media was radio.
0: But you've got a radio voice and a TV said, face and a TV body. It's not accurate. It is accurate. You can't say that Like a white version of Kim Kardashian, it's completely unfair. Well, like an Aryan version. It, that is an extremely accurate description. Blonde hair, blue eyes, hair down to her waist, curves in all the right places. I'm. If you are watching the video later, you'll see my face going oh, "what the fuck," because that's the but sound that's of my facial expression. If I'm you
1: made. can say that about me, you can say it about yourself.
0: But I, it's not accurate. For you, me. you definitely have a face for. I don't. But TV. my my whole.
1: I don't want to say it wrong <laughs> and then be offended. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a face for radio.
0: <laughs> well, it wouldn't matter either way because I'm fucked regardless. So welcome to the show. My name is Malia. Oh, hey. I'm an. I'm here to talk with my friend about books and stuff. And this is my friend. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, my name's Hannah. And I'm here to talk to my friend about books and stuff. Oh,
0: thank God. Um, that we're friends? We are friends. It's just such great news. How
1: have you been? I've been good. What's new in your life?
0: Um, I mean, there's so many things that are happening right now. I could be just, we'll be just... We'll just put it all out there. You um, can always
1: edit it later.
0: Yeah, I don't really care. Um, I had um, a breast lift last month just because, you know, I'm getting older. And I wanted them to be higher, not lower. <laughs> you don't have
1: to justify it. If you wanted to get it, you wanted to get it. Period. Um, well, that's
0: why I wanted to get it. I wanted them to be higher. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, but I just had to have a revision surgery on Tuesday. It is Today is Friday. Um, and that means that they went and had to they had to fix my nip because it was like, <laughs> they look cross-eyed. <laughs> they really did, and I was like, this isn't gonna work for me. I can't like have my titties in some guy's face, and then like he doesn't know which one to stare at, and then he goes cross-eyed. Right? It would be so uncomfortable for everyone involved. So I was like, let's I think just.
1: Who's gonna be uncomfortable? As if my mom is listening to this.
0: But oh, it's sorry, Miss H. I'm sure you understand, though.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Well, no. So I had to have that done and I chose to, um, they can do localized numbing so they don't put you to sleep. So I stayed awake and I didn't take any medication for it. They literally just jabbed like a four inch needle into my whole titty a bunch of times and numbed it. And then I just laid there awake chatting with the doctor As he literally cut my boob open and rearranged my nipple. It's so weird. If you can see it,
1: we won't show you. But it's like... the craziest. It's like if you've ever sewn before, which like I have. Yeah. It's literally like someone sewing something onto... It is. A piece of fabric. It's like someone took a nipple and just sewed it
0: right onto your boob. did. And they put a Gore-Tex ring. So if you... (laughs) And this is what I said to the doctor. I was like, Gore-Tex, like the stuff that Nike made the shoe with? Because <laughs> like he did make a Gore-Tex sold shoe and it's rubber and they put it around inside your body um, so that like as you age, your nipple doesn't spread and become a pancake. And I was like, well, I appreciate that. And now I'm like, I'm industrial. So that was exciting. Um, I found it to be very interesting.
1: Yeah, I, and don't, I don't think I would like that. I would just wasn't. I would be fine until it started happening, and then I'd just be like, I want out of here. Please get me out of here. I've got to go.
0: I thought about that. My hands were so sweaty the whole time, and I just let them know. I was like, I'm here, and I am sweating. Ugh. That's what happened. Uh, and obviously, this whole time I was just thinking, you know, these pretty bitches in Court of Thorn and Roses would never have to do this to get their nipples even. No, they would just fey perfect. magic it or, like, yeah, they'll just be tall and perfect. This is bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, I'm all about body modification, just FYI, if it makes you feel better about yourself. Um, that's just my personal disclaimer. Yeah. And um, love it. Outside of that, you and I did go on a, a work trip last week. Oh, so we had we, a weird
1: weekend. We yeah. saw
0: Justin Bieber. Oh, we did. Disappointment. Big disappointment. He's. You know, if- we did not willingly
1: go. I would like to say that. No. It was our boss that wanted to go yeah. and we tagged along and so. it was just uh, it was a it wasn't even a roller coaster. It was just it was like you know where you go on a roller coaster and it like <laughs> you get that drop feeling. That didn't happen. It was just like completely unsatisfactory from start to finish yeah i don't you i said it, i think it was one of the worst concerts i've ever been to for
0: A- real absolutely
1: like, it,
0: it have you seen parks and rec yes of course okay if you guys have seen parks and rec or if you haven't i highly recommend watching it great show love it satire it's my favorite kind of humor um but in the later seasons there's an episode where um where uh what's his name ben is going to work for this senator oh, yeah. and the senator is like super robot, you know, he turns it on for the people. So much charm, big smile. And then he goes and sits in his office when no one's talking to him and he just sits and smiles and stares at the wall like a robot. And legitimately, that's what I felt like I was watching. Yeah, it was
1: very, very rigid. And for someone who I thought was trained by Usher, he just was not good at dancing. I don't know, maybe his heart's just not in it. Like, we were talking about this offline, but it's like, I feel like he really... It's just, like, a money thing now. And he's making music, I think, to make music, but his, he hasn't changed his demographic. So, like, as he's gotten older, his demographic has stayed the same age. And Ooh. it's, like, he still is... Also, our my windows are open, so if you hear some nice breezy sounds... It's just nature. It's just nature. Bathe with us. Um, mm. But, yeah, I just think, like, his show isn't grown with him. Like, it was still very
0: kiddish like even the graphics and it, it, well what's funny is i was never a justin bieber fan mm-hmm. but i did like what was it purpose mm-hmm. was that the, the i purpose loved story. that album um mm-hmm. I, not the tour it was just the album um i thought it was really good so i was like i liked his later music and when he did his collabs with like diplo and skrillex yeah um those are what actually made me like him more so like seeing all of these. of almost 30-year-old women singing Baby, mm-hmm. I was, was like, I looked around, and I'm like, um, so, um, his vocals were amazing. He tracked a lot, which I thought was super odd.
1: Well, yeah, for how good he can sing, I mean, it was very weird that he, he let the track handle as much as he did. Yeah,
0: but outside of that, another fun fact, because obviously we love A Court of Thorn and Roses, um, if you did not know, the graphic audio, which we talked about in one of our first episodes was coming out, it then released. So on this trip, graphic uh, novel, is that what it's called? It's Graphic Audible or something. It's something, basically it's a play of the book. It, it came out on like April 1st or something. They do characters and voices. Um, and it's not just, you know, one lady reading with her and then this is what happened. I prefer the one lady reading. You know, after listening to it, some of the vocal actors they chose shocked. And honestly, the lead girl. I don't think they chose vocal she, actors. I think they they hired
1: people that are working for Audible in the office, and they were just like, "Hey, you want to help record a show?" Really?
0: Quick? Even. <laughs> but the thing is, is like the the girl who does Farah's voice isn't. She like she's not very um. She doesn't enunciate really well. It's like if I were reading and I just like have run on sentences, I'm like, and then, oh my God, what happened? Uh, and then the kitchen and then you were there and it was like, yeah. wow. Um, like the other people who read the books where it's just one person reading, they, are like, you know, they have very specific non-regional diction. Yeah. Um, they have very like... You know they've researched their words, but me and Hannah tried to listen to this audio graphic novel. I fell asleep
1: I think within two every minutes, single every time. time.
0: And I tell you, when I tell you, I've listened to the first ten chapters of this book more times. And I say that because this is my least favorite book in this series. And I have had to listen to it and read it and just absorb it into my body more times than I can possibly count. That I'm like. I can't handle this anymore. It's not for me, and that's not. I I don't want to come off critical to the people who did it. It's just not. It's not it's my not, cup of tea. It's not. Um. But I did like there were things. The thing I did enjoy about it is that when they were reading it, like a, um, it was almost like a play, where yeah. instead of saying, and then she said, uh, they just go straight into the dialogue, which I mm-hmm. did enjoy. So. It was almost like Farrah was just narrating her own life. And then there was dialogue versus like a, a ton of back and forth of. There was a filler. And said yeah. this. And then I said that. Yeah. Um, which, that was probably one of my favorite parts. And Loki the mercenary, whoever, actress, does that one. You did a great job. Best character so far in terms of on the graphic audio novel. Which is sad considering she's in one chapter. like three
1: pages (laughs) yeah um mm -hmm. all right i think i think we're ready to to dive in are you
0: yeah so we are um we're gonna kick off with chapter 16 um i have a ton of notes on this one but i can start with my one line uh it's three words with a period in between each one it says about damn time that was how i felt about that chapter in summation then i have a lot of bullet points
1: about damn time that. for what
0: well i'll tell you this is one where in this chapter they learn or she learns a huge fallacy that's been perpetuated for 500 years and i was <laughs> and that's why my number two note is talk about embarrassing um where you know up until this point she settled like over and over and over again in the chapter oh well, we know fairies can't lie. They can only tell the truth. And you know, she's made a big deal and all the the people make a big deal of their iron and how they have the jewelry. And Lucian is like a little harsh about it, but he straight up laughs in her face. And I was like, "Ah, you dumb, basically. When he's like, "Uh, we can absolutely lie. And um, we absolutely have no aversion to iron. That's insane. Those are just the lies we told to your people 500 years ago so that they would work with us and, like, feel safe. And so I was just like, oh, it's, it's kind of world-shattering and embarrassing to learn that your people have straight-up believed lies for, like, 500 years. Talk about feeling dumb. Like a fool. Silly. I was just coming up with different thesaurus words. Well,
1: yeah. Well, she's felt dumb since the whole entire series started that's (laughs) just been a constant thing about how dumb she thinks she is poor girl it's just like it's we're just she's just breaking her down so she can build her back up oh no but she is i do think it's interesting like because obviously we learned some stuff from alice earlier in the chapter that we can come to after that but on the iron thing like when she is talking with tamlin and lucian at dinner You know, Tamlin's like, oh, thanks for letting that slip, Lucian. Great job. Um, But then he says, we never willingly lied to you, like, to try to appease her thing. And I think that's a good little distinction where she doesn't really pick up on that wording. Mm -mm. But it is, it's a good structured sentence because we never willingly lied to you, which implies that they have lied to her. And they have. Uh, things that you won't find out until the end of the book, but it's like you don't know why they can't, why they've lied about things unwillingly, and you don't know what they've lied about, but you do find out later. So it's like one of those where I didn't even know. Like the first time you read it, you don't even. You notice that never pick it up because you're more worried about the fact that she just learned these things, these huge things, yeah, that are like generationally learned. Well, false, yeah, but you can't, like, you can't blame her for being taught wrong stuff.
0: I mean, ain't that just like a she lesson for all of us? not she on
1: Google and find the information <laughs> out herself. Like uh,
0: She didn't have Google? Yeah. Um,
1: before we move on to the rest of our conversation, I do think, because I think you're going to have an opinion about this. Which one? When she's obviously, like, after they come back from the Naga, she's with Alice and, like, talking with Alice about... You know what happened and all this, yeah. and Alice is sort of like her friend, um, her she likes ally, her. I guess, in a way. In the house, her um, allies. No, no. Okay, um, but Alice basically brings up, like, saying, "You know, of course you're stupid. Why would you go out there?" <laughs> but also, she really, Farrah's like, "You don't understand." And she's like, yes, I do. Like, I have kids. Like, I have a family and all this stuff. And that in and of itself isn't really important except for maybe some character development and to give Alice some layers. But we do learn that, like, the age in which – and the way in which Haifei age is different. Oh, so, that's, like got it bulleted out for you. Yeah, it's – that's when she says that some – Uh, some fairies age like you and can breed as often as rabbits, but there are kinds like me, like the high fae who are rarely able to produce younglings. The ones who are born age quite slower. And that's when she says that, um, it takes about 75 years for them to reach maturity. Uh Uh Uh-huh.
0: Um, I love it. Yeah. I literally, that was important though. My next point was number three. It says, I am so underscore thankful for this chapter because it has answered the burning question in my mind about how fairies age
1: we also learned just a tidbit that she didn't have to do that whole elaborate scheme with the cereal with the dead chicken in the snare that she could have just offered it a new robe which yeah. is just a nice little note to tuck in your back pocket because that comes up in the next book oh
0: yeah i heard um,
1: about that and i think the book after that like the cereal is a uh Oh, says, a continued character throughout the series fashion.
0: he's like i'll take snacks i guess but really just give me some clothes and we're solid yeah. um but that's that's just a small little footnote it is a footnote and it it, it truly honestly i've been asking these questions and i think i'm i think i just forgot it because again the beginning of this book and this series is it's just so slow that it's i think so i've it out of my memory so
1: um, but yeah, back, back to the, the dinner combo, because I feel like that's where the, the more stuff it the more interesting stuff is. Um, because Tamlin leaves, and of course, remember, Feyre at this point has now learned that Tamlin is the High Lord. He she doesn't know, know that she knows that, but she knows that. And so oh, she has so this scary. like new level of
0: fear, I'm scared of you, kind of thing. She just does, it. again it still does not make sense to me. And I could be jaded at this point because I've listened to this book so many times now. I'm like, how do you not see it? He was already first. she said that. She admitted I maybe didn't admit it to myself. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'd always
1: known and I didn't admit it to myself. She did... She admitted she was dumb. I don't know what that
0: is. There was some essence of the world within my cup. It's a plant. (laughs) It's it's healthy. Um, But yeah, they like
1: start to have a conversation. Her and Lucian. No, her and Tamlin.
0: Lucian. You leads. Said he leads. Oh Lucian. Sorry. Lucian but I said leads. Tamlin leads. I was like, what?
1: No. Her and um Tamlin have like a one on one conversation. And I would dare to say that for the rest of this chapter, this is sort of like their first positive interaction. Yeah. Like they've had interactions that like obviously like he rescued her and all that stuff. But this is like their first positive conversation where The good sort of outweighs the bad, and you can start to see like more of their relationship kind of taking form. I don't know, that's the way I kind
0: of felt. No, absolutely. Like, you can even, he says something very specific where he's like, a human girl did this. Like, you can actually see they they genuinely start to build kind of a respect for each other. Yeah. Even if there's like other emotions involved, at the very base of it, it's like, I'm impressed by that.
1: Yeah. And that's when they're talking about the cereal, and I did, I wrote down. Um, cause that's when she admits that she, that's why she was out in the woods. And it's, it says, Tamlin flinched as his claws shut out, slicing his face. And all I can think about My now ass. is Wolverine <laughs> from X-Men. And I'm just like, yes. he's over here just like shooting out. And I'm just, I know we talked about the red flag thing, but it's like, can you really, not, that pissed you off that much that you can't control your anger?
0: like? Well, but also I just... I obviously think in the. this is why I don't think I would ever survive in, like, some of these old-timey situations. Because I would make jokes out of everything like, ah, my face. (laughs) Like, oh, just stabbed yourself on accident, whoopsies. Um, But he's giving me Wolverine vibes. I'm just imagining
1: little claws shooting out between his knuckles. I know, but they have to be his fingertips. Yeah, no, for sure. Because his, like, whole body transforms. But that's, like, what popped in my head. And just, it's just building some collagen oh, <laughs> um but yeah i mean the rest of their their conversation is nice
0: it, well i have before we get to that or move forward from that i w- i actually i wrote something so insightful go me okay. um i was uh when you know lucian was telling him about the iron and uh-huh. the lying and all of that i was like it is kind of funny thinking back that she was so angry and dismissive about the wards from that that guy. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with that because it really has nothing to do with anything. But I was like... It doesn't even matter for the rest of the It really doesn't. I want you all to know it doesn't, but I don't know why I focus on it because she was so angry and was like, these are so stupid. Why did my father, like, waste his time on this? But if you think about it, everything that she believes is fucking... It's the same kind of naivety thinking that iron and that they can't lie... So, like, everyone just had their own false sense of security. For sure. Um, And I I really was like, false sense of security is truly the ultimate weapon for anybody. Because you can make someone feel safe by saying this is a thing. And then you have more power and control. So, the Fae really ultimately did have more power and control than the humans would ever realize. Because they believed what they were told. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. It only took 500 years for... That's a like long five, time. Imagine it's really it's like, 500 like five years generations spent from maybe now. Six generations. But to completely forget that you had a relationship, it, just, it was more of a note back to that. Like the ultimate weapon is knowledge. You, and you don't like people choose to keep records of certain things and not. And if you forget what happened, yeah. Like you have no but that's why there's context. such dissemination
1: of information is because they don't have yeah. Google, they don't have a bunch of written word. Favorite can't even fucking read. She like, can
0: kind of read. Yeah, some but it's letters. like
1: only nobility can read or people born of wealth. Mm-hmm. So it's like if the humans are like that, then it's not improbable to think that they're extremely uneducated or misinformed about the world around them. And just, again, driven by fear. Yeah, it's like they literally have to believe what's passed down and everyone knows, well, not everyone, but everyone should know that memory is uh, wrong in many cases because it's all viewed from our perspective and our lens of the world. So it's like we choose to remember things, not necessarily how they happened, but how... How we our memory decided they happened yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said I think this is really this is the first positive interaction I've seen and I think it's mainly stems from Tamlin showing her kindness and compassion in a way that we haven't really seen from him before um, even if he did have his Wolverine moment <laughs> but that's just who he is
0: <laughs> he's just um, an
1: angry little bird but they he basically like brings up the list of words that she had written down that she didn't know. Oh my God, that's my note. Yeah, <laughs> and like, he he kind of is teasing her about it to try to I think break down her walls a little bit and get her to open up and and be less like uh, you made a list
0: of words. Yeah, um, but she gets offended. Well, she does, and it's because she's embarrassed. It's embarrassment, yeah. yeah, embarrassment and shame. Well, but, I wrote. I feel her on the list of words. I still do that i.e., look back to episode one where I learned the correct definition or the correct way to say and spell ulterior motive. So, I forgot about that already. I didn't. I wrote it in my notes. So, I feel her. (laughs) Like, oh, hashtag embarrassment, but also like, I didn't know. Yeah. But it's
1: like, so when I was a kid, if I didn't know a word, you know how most kids just ask their parents my dad refused to tell me what things were he'd be like just go Go look look it up up in the
0: encyclopedia
1: or the dictionary and i was like dad can you just tell me and now it's like i didn't need to do but i guess he did teach me to fish and like teach me to like go find my own knowledge but also i think i was being resourceful i was asking someone who already knew i could have got the answer a lot
0: quicker than me trying to thumb my way through the dictionary true but what if he was lying to you about the answer so he forced you to fact check I think he just didn't know some of the (laughs) words, and he's like, just go look it up. I mean, I I literally Or he was, like, busy doing,
1: like, things, like, that actually mattered and were important besides teaching me a random
0: word. I really did make words. I would read books, like... Yeah. Because I love reading, obviously. We wouldn't be here if we didn't, but I would read books that were well outside of my, like, reading comprehension, and that's where I would come up with my words, um, because I didn't go to traditional high school, so, I really did, you know, Baberham Lincoln it and um, mm-hmm. and just taught myself stuff.
1: That's the way to do it. I enjoyed it. Um, but, like, through that conversation, they start talking sort of about her family again. God, we are
0: so on point. I know.
1: And he says, I oh. wonder if your family realizes it, that everything you've done wasn't about that promise to your mother or for your sake, but for theirs. And, like... She, she just keeps trying to push him away, but that's, like, a really nice thing to say. Like, and it it, it does give insight into how he sees her versus, like, how she sees herself. Because, like, she's jaded. She She's not jaded. She has, like, this weird... She's got She anger. keeps latching on to, oh, I made this vow. But that, we've mentioned before, like, that's not really her motive or intention. Like... That's the lie she's telling her brain to keep
0: herself moving forward because sure that's is. her purpose, right, is to fulfill yeah. this vow. That's her lemon. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I love that you said that because now I, I would like to preface the three bullet points I have after this with we understand that Tam has some anger issues. For sure. He's got a plethora of red flags. We get that. He does have his moments where he's... He's got good moments. There's good things. There's green flags that do exist within him. And up to this point, even though there is an ulterior motive, and even though he's got his issues, I still like to focus on the positives. Yeah. And I wrote, this is the second time we see Tam being a babe and still trying to help ease her worries about her family and not chastising her about being ignorant. I wrote 143, page 143. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. hmm He's genuinely impressed by her, and you can tell he didn't expect it, which is what I was talking about, where he's like, that's where they, yeah, he the says, respect. he says, a it. human
1: can take down a fairy in a wolf's yeah. skin who ensnared the cereal and killed two Naga on her own. They're fools, fools for not seeing it. Yeah. You gave up so much for them. And then the weird part that I don't like, do you even know how to laugh? Which it's only because it's a little tiny droplet for what happens in 18, I think. There's laughter. Yeah. <laughs> laughter does come. No, but it's like... No, you're right. It, it's just... She's 19, right, at this point? And it's like she's so serious. And it's because that's what her circumstances
0: have forced her to be. Yeah. I but was just talking about the survival mode. Yeah, when right. you're in survival mode, you can't see anything outside of that. And she probably hasn't laughed.
1: Yeah. Like, but it's like... Her release was in a barn like he, with it's, little Jake or... Isaac. Whatever. But, like, he is impressed by her, and he's starting to see her in a different light. And also sort of, like, build her up and say, like, I don't... Because she, I think, has always sought the validation from her family to be, like, can't you see everything I'm doing for you? Why can't you say thank you? And they don't give that to her. But he's, like, they're fools. Like, and he's sort of giving her that validation of, like, you were really important, and they're fools for not seeing that. Tamlin offers friendship to her, and she's sort of, Mm -hmm. like, I... I don't I don't see how fairies can be friends with mortals, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he brings up, there were fairies who fought and died at the human side for their freedom. And um, she says, were you one of them? And he goes, I was a child at the time, and now we know from Alice, okay, child means that he was 75 or younger. Somewhere in that range. <laughs> he was under 75. Too young to understand what was happening or to even be told. And then that's when she's like, holy shit, he's old as fuck. Because even if he was 0 to 75 at the time of the war, that was 500 years ago.
0: Yeah. So, like... They're immortal. In this world, they're truly immortal. Like, they can... Not truly immortal. As in, they can live forever until they are murdered. Yes. Yeah. But a character
1: we learn in the next book has a different viewpoint of that. We'll bring it... I'll bring it up later.
0: Now I want to know what you're talking about. Amarin.
1: She says, I'm not immortal in the way that you are.
0: Right. But it's... But, it's, mm, but that still means that they could live for 15,000 years. They could. Theoretically, yes. You keep saying theoretically, but it's fucking I don't fucking know why you're true. so triggered by the word theoretically. Because it's not a theory. Well, I'm means immortal means immortal. And that's what the definition okay, so of the so anyways.
1: Um, <laughs> he's old. But that's mm-hmm. when, like, we see more of him. Because she's like, were you one of them, would you have been on the human side? And he said, had I been old enough, I would have. Against slavery, against tyranny, I would gladly go to my death, no matter whose freedom I was defending. Which is just a weird juxtaposition between how we know him, like being the angry wolf all the time, and then being like, oh, no, like, I would totally defend these what?
0: helpless people. He's like, Just because he's angry doesn't mean he's... You find your validation in—it's in a juxtaposition for what he does later, completely. Mm, because he's, but not, he's, but so he's like, he changes his stance. He thinks he's protecting something, you know. You yes. Like, so the way he's internalizing it and the way it's coming out are totally different. But he doesn't see it because he's so lost in his own shit that he. Yes, you know what I, mean? I agree, and I think that that's. Almost
1: a completely different conversation. Oh, it totally is. I just think... Gonna get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Eventually. If we ever make it through this book.
0: <laughs> we will. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. It's
1: very opposite of what he later does. But it does show some insight into, like, his heart, I guess. Yeah. Um. That's when they end up talking about, like, her family. Yeah. And how, like, she's all about how she needs to write to them and make sure that they're safe. And he's like, girl, really, you don't have to worry. I got this. And that's when we find out that he glamored their memories.
0: Yes. And I and I wrote, Tam is out here proving yet again that he did right by her and made her family better without her protecting them, quote-unquote. So, like, why is she still being so defensive despite, like, I get it. She's like, well, you did it. I didn't do it. Um, that's just a control issue. Yeah. She's Because she feels like she has no control. She wants to control this one thing. But, like... He, he did, and he said it from the beginning, again, and I know that your viewpoint on that in a couple episodes ago was like, okay, well, he's holding her hostage and saying, if you leave, you know what I mean, but he was like, they're protected, they're safe. Do I feel like he could have told her that information? Way sooner? A lot sooner, so they didn't have to deal with this? Absolutely. I would have, just because I wouldn't want to
1: have this conversation three times. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. like, I also don't kidnap people. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's it is fair. very nice. Like he's basically made them fed comfortable and safe. That's what he says. I'm they've been well warned. beyond. they've been warned about the blight. They think that favor' off with their like a strange dying ant and that's <sighs> where they've gotten all this money. Yeah. Um, which it, it is smart because like he does that so that the family doesn't come after. Her and he, she's like, they wouldn't come after me anyway. And he's like, you really need to give them more credit. Like, they do love you.
0: I wrote that. I really was like, I appreciate Tam um, has more faith in her father than she does. Yeah. And it's a good signifier of some, um, something really big, actually, that happens later in the series. Um, Yeah. Yes. We haven't gotten to this part. It's like a few more sentences away, but I'm going to say it anyways. And I said... I think this is what my about damn time was. It really was about the lying in the iron. But I was like, finally, she does something for herself in this. Mm -hmm. Where she ends up asking, she learns about the art gallery or whatever. And it's the one singular time that she asks for canvases to paint on. (laughs) She doesn't ask for them. Yes, she does. She asks for paint. No, she she literally asks for canvases. And that's why I wrote it. Um, paint brushes in paper and canvas. Who says that? Oh, girl, 146. Oh, well, he says it. Exactly. What? She oh ne- my God. Because she doesn't, she doesn't, she's God, not used so to having either. paper or no, canvas. No, 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 no. You would be more of a hindrance. It might take a few days to, oh, no. Damn it. That's so irritating. She does Either way, it's the one time that canvas. She's consistent. She never, <laughs> she, she's like, I
1: will paint on, she's like a kid. She's like, I'll color on the sidewalk. She just paint household items. It's just paint on the paper. Yeah. But that's what, the reason she does that, she says, my vow fulfilled, my task complete, what was left for me. And that's when she realizes, oh, well, all I've wanted to do my entire miserable, stupid existence is paint. And so that's what she does. If it's not too much, I'd like some paint and brushes. And then that's when Tamlin goes, um... But the paint, the brush, or what, she- what does he say? If you need paint and brushes, you'll also need paper and canvases. <laughs> At
0: least someone's And she's smart. just like,
1: okay. <laughs> she's like, I was just going to start painting your dad's 2,000-year-old armoire. <laughs> armoire, is that how you say it? That is how you say she- it. She was like, I, was, I think it needs oh. some vines on it. She decides to paint again, which is important. Like, it's a huge theme
0: of her book. I mean, of her life. And... There's, where did she say it? She says something here because I I made a really, in my mind, it's funny to me. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Um, Somewhere her breath catches. Oh, I said barely more than a breath paint. (gasps) She like catches her breath and I wrote, and okay, catch that little breath girl. For better or worse, Tam is fine as hell. And none of the book would be possible without him, so. That's true. I ain't mad at it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is... What, what led me to sort of close the loop on this chapter, and when I said that it's like their first positive interaction, and it's because at the very end, he smiles at her without restraint or hesitation. Isaac had never smiled at me like that. I, obviously, Isaac is all she has to compare any man, man in her life besides her father to. Yeah. Isaac had never made my breath catch just a little bit. And um, that's when she says... Maybe that's what I was. Really saying. <laughs> well, no, it's just like she she leaves the conversation smiling. Yeah, and it's like they had a positive interaction. Yeah, and it's sort of the start of their relationship as friends right now. And then we go to chapter seventeen.
0: Uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't have a ton of um, a ton of insight on this one because this chapter. I it's a short
1: chapter. It's, it's more short, just helps. I think it helps build the relationship between Tamlin and Feyre, and it helps yeah. sort of. It helps him see her, in a in a continued changing light as not just human, but it also allows her an opportunity, to say some important words, at the end.
0: Yeah, I I really only had a few things, um, and I had a big realization in this chapter actually that personally like- or. No, um, from actually reading the book that I was like, I never caught that before. Oh, good. Um, Which is also kind of makes me think of, it ties two things. One's kind of a spoiler that happens later in the book, but it also makes me go, oh, maybe this was the start. Well, it obviously wasn't the start of a connection. This could be the start of something
1: new. It feels so right to be here with you. High School Musical? When they sing karaoke at the very beginning. Yeah, I never watched high school. Music. Okay, I know what I'm we're doing. So later. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Can um, I tell you the grip that that movie had on my life for like three months?
0: Well, but that was me with heavyweights. What we're <laughs> going to do. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, okay. Chapter um, 17, chapter 17. Ultimately, I'm just going to do a brief overview. This is where we see a fairy. Um, we see a fairy from the outside world come in and a lesser, quote
1: a unquote, lesser fairy, fairy.
0: Um, for sure. Um, and you know it, it dies. It's really sad. And that m- my takeaway from this chapter is, uh, it crushes me a little. And I was like the poor little blue guy. Um, but the way the the chapter starts is the beginning of Farah's like dream issues because she always has nightmares and stuff that wake her up and she's very uh, tied to her dream state. And she says something that I never realized where she says she uh, she woke up. My dreams had been filled with the clicking of the cereals bone fingers, the grinning Naga and a pale faceless woman dragging her blood red nails across my throat, splitting me open bit by bit. She kept asking for my name. But every time I I tried to speak, my blood bubbled out of the shallow wounds on my neck, choking me. And obviously there is a spoiler in that that I'm not going to connect. I had just never connected that before. And later on... There's another another dream sequence or nightmare sequence she has that continues to have little clues like that really yeah well it just made me think about and this is a spoiler and i am gonna throw in some spoiler alerts That's okay so um obviously we know
1: skip ahead 30 <laughs> seconds if you don't want to hear it
0: yeah please do it's uh and has all like he's also a dream person you find out about him later he's a another high fae and he has dreams of her of Fera. um and I almost wonder if this is, like, kind of the space where their their consciousness connects. Because um, that is that is where I, like, started to go right with that. Path. I was like, In the next wow. nightmare
1: sequence, there's a clue about Roy San. Oh, Ray wow. Sand,
0: well, there's always been a bunch of little clues. And she connects yes. them at the end of the, the third book, I want to say. I think second. With, like, the nightstand and everything. Second. Okay. Second book. Um, I've already listened to the first three.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, this is a refresher. Well, it helps remember how things tie in if you re-
0: remember what happened. Yeah, absolutely. So that was just like I, I don't know how I never put it. I was like, okay, this is just dreaming, yeah. but it's. I noticed that reading it the second time around. It is a big, big thing because, yeah. like, you'll note. I bet you'll notice the next dream sequence again. Dang. Okay. Because well,
1: it, she does another little. Another little sprinkling in
0: there. Yeah, because, I mean, some of those things are the things that actually did happen. So, she's... I don't think that she's really paying attention to the woman or that even the throat thing or the name issue. Yeah. And the name was the big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's, she's like, well, the Naga and the cereal did exist. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think she's putting a ton of weight into... Yeah, it's the just, other ambiguous just, part of that yeah. yeah and then she you know she wakes up in a sweat and getting crazy uh and she realizes she's waking up to uh, sounds of screaming and was like obviously i'm gonna go inspect because that's not norm
1: yeah well her and lucian both have the same idea uh to inspect the screaming when they hear it and yeah. they run down to the front door in time to see Tamlin coming in with like this giant blue fairy over his shoulder um who is like obviously distraught and bleeding and injured and it's he keeps saying she cut off my wings, she cut off my wings. Ugh, just, and we don't know who the she is. We don't find out in this chapter, so don't even think it's gonna happen. It's not. Um but she does make a point, like Fairy makes a point, it's like there's that ambiguous she again. Like who is this bitch? Yeah. Um Whatever. But Lucian has a very bad reaction, Mm. and he sees it, he's like, I can't deal, he throws up, he dips. And it's just Feyre and Tamlin, and that's when I think, I mean, Feyre also alludes to it, like, from her time hunting in the woods, she knows what, like, screaming sounds like when it comes to death, from not making a clean kill, and, um... I think the reason, one of the reasons she, even though she's not, like, a honed warrior, like, why are you so close I to don't me? know.
0: I just realized I was like, I don't think you're getting closer.
1: <laughs> but, like, she's saying, you know, I think she's able to handle it
0: in a different way because... I mean, the bitch-skinned a wolf. Yeah, but it's, very, like, because
1: of that experience, she has a different sort of relationship with death in that capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so she, like, stays to try to help Tamlin... And that's when, like, they come to the realization, like, Tamlin can't heal the the fairy and the fairy's not going to make it.
0: And I don't remember why. Do you remember why he said there was a specific reason he couldn't heal him? Yes. his magic wasn't strong enough? Yes. He
1: said it once, but not any longer. So, like, because of Mm -hmm. this blight, like, his Mm -hmm. powers aren't as strong. The blight. So, like, he doesn't, he's not at full strength and the fairy's wings aren't clotting or like his injuries aren't clotting so, basically, so he's just not. bleeding out yeah um and that's when Farah. and this is why i said she has a different sort of relationship with death because she says death wasn't just hovering in this hall it was counting down the fairy's remaining heartbeats mm. but it's like to even acknowledge that i think you have to have seen so many things die to really well killed yeah like, to, like you, have a you grasp know on
0: that. you definitely know yeah and um, she's there she's there through it
1: all and she holds the fairy's she hand and helps guide hand. him through. And it's like you're gonna get your wings back, and she
0: I comforts I mean, him. It, it literally. I'm gonna be honest. I think like I might have been hormonal the first time I read oh, okay. this because I absolutely. I'm I'm that person. I cry when I read. Like I would for watch sure. a movie and I'm like, I can't see the words anymore because the tears. Yeah. Um, but your I your face gets all hot because you can feel them running down. No, it's more of an ugly cry. I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> Um, but I, I actually was like, you know, it's the first time you see Farah start to truly empathize mm-hmm. and drop her, her learned bias yeah. of, you know, these are all bad. It's, you realize that like pain is pain no matter what, mm-hmm. and that death is death no matter what species or, you know, race or whatever. Um,
1: yeah. And Tamlin goes and... I'm cutting out a lot of this just because it's it, really it's it really, really just a long building scene
0: of this yeah. this and, thing dying and yeah. her being like I want to be there for you yeah. and she didn't want to leave the fairy alone which I thought was really nice and you're right she wanted to stay with him while he was dying because uh, what does she say I was about to get to that oh okay um, well Tamlin decides to bury the fairy oh yeah yeah
1: and. Um, Chunking out that conversation because nothing really happens. He stops before he leaves, and he just asks her why, mm-hmm. why, why did you just do that? Like it doesn't make any sense because all this time we've talked about how much you hate us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she says because I wouldn't want to die alone because I'd want someone to hold my hand until the end. And a while after that, that's something everyone deserves, human or fairy. Yeah. And
0: it's and, it's I wrote it's proof that people's minds can and should be allowed to change. For sure. Um, without Judgment of having a change of heart like it was good for Tamlin to not sit there and go well like why well I guess he did kind of go why are you changing now but like she sees something new but it wasn't in a
1: judgmental way it was like a in a
0: curiosity yeah it truly I know I just sounded like made him sound like a little dick but he wasn't he really was like how how did this happen and she was like well I, I now have I've seen something different. I've internalized it. And yeah, I she do want to change my stance. She new
1: information. So, therefore, she can change the way she feels. Yeah. I, I
0: Instead think. of keeping her ego and going, no. Yeah.
1: But that's when I think what's important, especially to the... Story that you later find out. She says I regret what I did to Andres. I regret that there was such hate in my heart I wish I couldn't do it and I'm sorry. So very sorry, which is the first time that she She finally apologizes And apologizes about it all
0: because that one time Lucian was like have you even apologized yet? She really hadn't and this is the first time she finally does. She
1: she hasn't apologized because she wasn't sorry. She she ain't sorry Yeah But, I mean, that's that's really what happens, and it's important, but yeah, that, a lot of that chapter is just more character building, and then I think her coming, having more
0: realizations, just like Tamlin's been having realizations about her.
1: I think we can get through
0: one more. Yeah, um, I didn't have a ton of notes on this one. On 18? <laughs> yeah. Because um, my intro... <laughs> I know you're going to have
1: a lot of feelings about this one. I think we learned quite a bit,
0: but not in the way we thought we would. I wrote, Okay, um, strip me down with your eyes and dip me in starlight high, Lord.
1: That is the end of the chapter.
0: That's That's what I said. That was the biggest takeaway for me. You know? That's why I said, Do you want to start this out? Okay, I'll start us out. (laughs) That's a
1: great line, though. Just hold on to that for a minute. (laughs) Um, Chapter 18... Chapter 18. It's a good one. We get some sexual tension.
0: I mean, they go from zero to hundred real quick. All of a sudden, I hate you, you're crazy and you're scary. To okay, let's let's have some sexual tension. I guess love and hate is a fine line.
1: Things are heating up. Oh yeah. Not just here. In the book. Between us. But yeah. between the book. So her paint's not in. It's not here. It's been there's it's not delayed. enough days. So no what they decide either. is <laughs> what they decide is Tamlin and Lucian are gonna take Farah on a horseback ride and they go to like um one of Tamlin's favorite places as a child. Which I was he 50 when he was founded, I don't know. That's still weird to wrap your head around. But it's like this glen know. that's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And they basically are having this like weird picnic. Um, and you can tell that, I don't know if I noticed it when, I, when they first started reading it, or when I first read it, but it's like, Tamlin and Lucian very much, like, organized this picnic in an effort for Tamlin and Farrah to connect
0: more. Well, that's been the whole goal the whole time, yeah, is but you don't to, like, get together. But you, like, don't
1: know that. Obviously, you know that sh- they're gonna get together, because, like, it's that kind of story. Like a lam a lam or
0: whatever that like, song does. But it's, like, they crafted this picnic excursion. Which is funny for two men to be able to do that. I know. Shocking. But, like,
1: that's... It's funny, because they're, like, clamoring in the back, like... <laughs> whispering to each other and you know lucian like visually i just see
0: lucian like pushing him being like "Go, oh, come on like oh kind of thing. like in medias with L- L- lumiere and cogsworth yes mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. um but basically they hang out they're looking i really just feel like
1: she's on mushrooms right now because she's like this grass like why would i use a blanket when the grass feels so nice oh. and i'm just like what drugs are they slipping you mm-hmm. um And that's when he invites her to go swimming, which is cute. And they go to this like little pool and it's literally made of starlight. That's what he says. It it gives them time to, to connect alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when
0: he's like, I gotta
1: go. Lucian's just sitting there drinking by himself.
0: Oh okay, this sounds like something I would do. He I'm, like, I'm they say he literally meal. grabs
1: the the wine bottle, pops the cork with his teeth, and just starts drinking by himself. Oh hey, okay, get it. Um, but like, that's when Tamlin keeps asking like, "Do you like it? What do you think about this place?" Like, and she just says yes, and he goes, "That's it, yes." And she said, would you like me to grovel with gratitude for bringing me here, High Lord? And that's when she lets it slip that the serial told him who he is. Yeah. Or told her who he is. That's right. Um, And that's where the laughter comes in because she said, she makes a joke. She said, he also said that you liked being brushed and that if I'm a clever girl, I might train you with treats.
0: Which I actually thought was really funny. It was very funny. And then that's when Lucian was like, I might die of surprise. Yeah.
1: You made a joke. joke. Yeah. It's like, that is the whole thing is because, you know, Tamlin had said, do you even know how to laugh? And I think she's starting to open up and feel more free to like figure out who she is because she's not so worried about eating and feeding her family, blah, blah, blah. We've, that's a, we've battered that theme into the ground.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So let's get into the steamy stuff.
0: They go to this pool. They leave Lucian on the blanket drinking and go down the hill.
1: Mm-hmm. They go to this pool. Um, and, like, they don't immediately get in because Pharaoh's like, um, slim- swim, unclothed, alone with you? No, thank you. Like, that's a little much, especially because, like, <laughs> if you think, like, coming from the mortal world, they're super conservative. Like, they wear high necklines and, like, yeah. women wear dresses. Think, like,
0: 1742, but like not where they had their titties all out with the corsets. It's like I guess it'd be more like 1324. It's just very conservative. Yeah. Don't show your ankles kind of Yeah,
1: And that's when, I do think it's weird to bring this up then, but I guess it served the purpose of the story because Farah asked about Lucian, and that's when it's like I don't really think it's Tamlin's place to divulge all this information, but he does anyways. And because like Lucian doesn't they don't ever really talk about it but now she knows more about him because she basically says like is Lucian okay you know he didn't react well to the fairy being killed last night whatever and Tamlin says he's endured things that make last night difficult Mm -hmm. and that's when we find out he's the youngest son of the high lord of the autumn court the youngest of seven brothers and that's when we also learn that like in normal hierarchy and royal bloodlines or whatever, you think, okay, the firstborn son is the one
0: that, um... Oh, yeah, yeah. You forgot this was in the chapter. No, no, no. I just... Now it makes me really confused on my math. <laughs> 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 what math? C- continue. I write it later. Okay, we'll get
1: there. <laughs> it's it's completely wrong. Um... But, like, that's when we learn the way that power is transferred is isn't... Just like the eldest son, the firstborn gets to take the title, it's that the strongest of them will inherit the title, not the eldest. So he's Lucian is the youngest of seven. Well, no, um, that makes me question. Uh, okay, I have so many questions. Uh, um, and that's why Lucian basically never he thought he would be the High Lord. Like he had no interest in it. So he, he don't was, want it. He was just like fucking around, hanging out at other courts, doing whatever he wanted. And he fell in love with this girl who his daddy didn't like. And his daddy wasn't just like you can't marry her. He pushed, like, straight up killed her. Literally says had her put down Executed. like an animal.
0: Yeah, but
1: I think she was a lesser fairy or what they considered a lesser fairy. So like. He basically executed her in front of Lucian, and Lucian, that's why he chose to leave the Autumn Court. Um, And he basically flees to spring. And we learn more about this sort of later on. Yeah. Um, But this is a lot of backstory on Lucian that we didn't know because we we don't know why he's there, or why he's the emissary. And it says, his brothers sought to eliminate one more contender to the High Lord's crown, and three of them went out to kill him, only one came back. Lucian killed one, Tamlin killed the other. And that's like, at this point, Tamlin was already High Lord. So there's still five brothers. Yes.
0: Um, and one of them has a penchant for cruelness. Yes. Mm. I'm just saying. Um, Wait, I, I will say you skipped over the one page that has a really important note where she's talking about the um, the pool that they're going to skinny to, to take a dip in. And she says, it looks like starlight. And yeah, he goes, It is starlight.
1: I said that. Did you say it is starlight? You even agreed to me. I said, Damn They it. swim in a I pool of starlight. To you. And you said, Yeah. And then you said, mm. Oh, okay. But no, that's right.
0: It is starlight. Okay, she said it, and that's my bad. Select <laughs> I wish this book was a cake so you would have bitten it and it would have been cake. Have you seen that show? That's like, is it cake? Uh, Barron and Elle were watching it when I walked in the other day, or they were like going to, and I was like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. But I it watched the videos, and then it's always the one with that's the dog and they cut off the head, and yeah. it makes me sad. Yeah. It um,
1: well, it's like if it wasn't a cake, you would have just murdered a dog. Exactly. And we know it's a cake. Yeah. Um, but basically, Tamlin welcomes Lucian into his court and makes him emissary Mm -hmm. as a way to, like, save him. Um, So we learn all that about Lucian, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I think it it gives Feyre some more background of sort of why Lucian has the walls up that he does, and the way he acts, and it gives
0: us insight, too. Um, and then they they just sort of bounce around joking around talking yeah. about the pool They're just bantering, you know, she's like she's kind of letting loose a little bit and yeah. showing her little fun sides But he says he again poses another
1: like really weird question and it's what would be enough to make you happy?
0: Mm, mm-hmm. and it's like Why you want to know and okay, she- but this the way that her response was I blushed from my neck to the top of my head Bitch what is your scalp blushing? I don't know. You know where, like, heat rises? I know. But in my, in my mind, it's like, you know how you put a little sunscreen on your hairline? That's like, like, did it go all the way up to oh my god! <laughs> to your scalp? Um,
1: like, in true fashion, she says, I don't know what would make me happy. Because do any of us really ever No.
0: temporary physical desires? Sure. Snacks. Um, naps money but i think not in that order, order. <laughs> but basically like they they go
1: on talking about all that and then she says i would i wouldn't let him have the satisfaction of embarrassing me i'd have enough of that lately enough of the girl encased in ice and bitterness so like she's literally starting spring is melting her cold heart in the way that he found mm. her kind of thing oh. Um, and that's when she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I am, a swim sounds great. Let's do this. Because yeah. he asked
0: her to go for a little dip in the starlight pool.
1: And mm-hmm. now I think your line would be
0: appropriate. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I
0: said, okay, um, strip me down with did your you eyes. Did you write, mm. I really did. I wrote, <laughs> <laughs> if you know nothing about me, I do write very much how I think and talk. So, okay, mm, um, Strip me down with your eyes and dip me in starlight. High Lord. Goddamn. And yeah, go ahead, Feyre. Play that. I'm not going to let him win by thinking I won't, so I will card. Please. I put a lot of Zs in there. You wanted to take your pants off because the starlight pool looked bomb along with <laughs> along with that fine-ass male drip-drip. She's, <laughs> she's all modest now. Just wait until the... The Gossamer Girl. <laughs> I'm just saying, one, that was just my stream of consciousness, and realistically, she is playing this card like, oh, I'm so demure, and I'm going to take off my little pants and my long tunic. Yeah. Just you wait. Her outfits, mm. they take a turn. They do. And uh, the turn is more strip clubby, yeah. but like old-timey strip club. Yeah, and...
1: Uh, she does, she notices Tamlin, you know, that's what I mean. Oh. There's sexual tension, like, oh. she's like Tamlin's glorious body,
0: like. I mean, he's got blonde hair and full lips and a square jaw. And a body honed by war, or whatever, what it she says it, she describes it. Fight, in, fighting and brutality. Fighting and brutality. There it is, so just muscles for days. Yeah. You know, just think that, like, triangle upper body, broad shoulders, yeah. little tiny hips. Well, that's how you take out a man. You always get him at the hips. There, yeah. Their center of strength because is out there. Yeah, their center of strength is their shoulders. So you always tackle a man. If just FYI, ladies, if you're if you're ever trying to take a man out, go for his hips. That's his lowest uh, center of stability. Whereas for women, ours is our our hips because they're wider and we have more firmness Trial there. Bearing. But if uh, someone goes for your shoulders, you're done because I mean, you have less have uh, upper shoulders. body strength.
1: I'm so strong.
0: Hannah is very strong. Um, so that was just <laughs> that was just my note for that one. Yeah. Uh
1: while they're in the pool, they start talking about her dad, which is kind of a buzzkill. Um, mm-hmm. and we learn like how Pharaoh's family lost their debt, which we did not know. We, we just did. knew they were poor. Mm-hmm. And so we learned that her father had a title. He was called the Prince of Merchants. And that basically, they they were a good name masked by three generations of bad debt. So, like, her dad sought to fix that and eight years ago had put all of their wealth onto three ships to Barat. I think I'm saying that right. Barat really doesn't come up ever again. Ever again. We don't really even know where it is. Like, where is it on the map, Miss Sarah? Where is it on the map? It doesn't say.
0: It's got to be like, over here. Yeah, but somewhere. it's
1: like, where? It literally, whatever. <laughs> um, I just need more details there. Yeah. Uh, but Basically, they put all their wealth on those three ships. It was a super risky move. It didn't pan out. They lost all their wealth. Their creditors came, took it all. They bought a cottage, blah, blah, blah. We know the whole story. Uh, but now Tamlin does too. And mm. so he sort of gets some background into her upbringing and they just hang out and then they head back to the to the manor at the end of the day and that's when
0: she talks with tamlin um she talks with lucian or lucian sorry she that's talks what i meant lucian and i actually made a comment i was like thank the lord she finally you can see all the underlines there she calls out lucian on a shit mm-hmm. and it took like it it took 18 chapters mm-hmm. to get there where he's basically like she she says you've pretty much set me up to fail Mm -hmm. with the cereal and like I almost died cereal
1: Mm, cereal
0: (laughs) that'll be our new line of breakfast foods it's called the cereal cereal it's just little cereal things that are shaped like chicken bones okay anyways um I don't know it's just it's just one where they they just have an honest conversation and um you know Lucian really is like well I really just like kind of don't like you Mm -hmm. or like I still am like angry at you and kind of hate you and I wouldn't care if you died or not yeah and she's like I get it and and yeah she's like I understand like I killed your friend but it's just so funny that he's so so intent on that considering it was it was necessary like it had to happen and he knew it had to happen and it does nothing but benefit him as it goes forward so it's one of those things where where I don't understand her anger and tied resentment to her family where that really doesn't like i don't feel like that should matter to her i also don't feel like he should have so much anger like yeah your friend died but he did it willingly knowingly and everyone knew it had to happen yeah
1: so it's just which we find out why at the end of this book
0: we do find out why
1: but no that's important like for him to harbor that much resentment towards her is sort of perplexing when you know how much he knows about the why and it all. So you're right. It's it's confusing for
0: but then I think he's just
1: confused. Like he yeah. I think he has a lot of anger.
0: Well in period the, Yeah. It, this this little exchange they have where um, Lucian loosed a breath. That's not what I intended. I gave him a long look. I wouldn't shed any tears he amended. I knew it was true, but what happened to you I was joking i said and gave him a little smile you can't possibly forgive me that easily for sending you into danger no and part of me would like nothing more than to wallop you for your lack of warning about the surreal but i understand i'm a human who killed your friend who now lives in your house and you have to deal with me i understand i said again and it just shows this like it just shows a good maturity part of her where she's like, I can't deny it. I understand the concept. I still uh, am annoyed that yeah. you put me in that position, but I do understand it. And that's a hard, that's a hard place for anybody to come to when you can see something from both sides. Mm-hmm. It shows her growth of not having this anger and resentment towards fairies for just because of 500 years of dissension.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's just more growth for her.
1: Yeah. Um... But in the conversation, like Lucian also sees her in a different way. And I don't think he's, he's ready to admit it yet. Because like, yeah, he still is grappling with the feelings of anger. Um, but he goes on to say, in, in talking about the serial, about how Tamlin told him that Feyre saved the serial first when the Naga were approaching. And that's really important because, like we've said, the serial comes back up. Um, okay. But, like, he says, I know far too many high fae and lesser fairies who wouldn't have seen it that way or bothered, like, to save the cereal the way Feyre did. And that's where um, you start to see sort of how she is as a person. Like, she's not just a protector of her family, which is what she thinks she is right now. She is a protector of people who
0: are victims or at a disservice right and wrong i think her moral code is a lot more distinctive than she realizes yeah like she thinks it's just about her family but she she is like that to complete
1: strangers Mm -hmm. to creatures that she doesn't know um or even consider human blah 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 um and then at the end of the chapter lucian gives her a gift which is a jeweled hunting knife and he says, it's yours, don't bury it in my back, please. Which is just a nice <laughs> little, its it shows their little fun banter back and forth. Um, but it also shows that, okay, I'm angry with you, but giving her a weapon shows trust. Yeah. Um, and also like, hey,
0: I do want you to be able to protect yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Maybe his his way of sort of saying, sorry, I sang into that with like, without like knowing how to say sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I think that's sure. a good starting place for now. We'll pick like, yeah. up next episode with Chapter 19, which gets into some more tension.
0: It sure does. And I swear to y'all, we are going to get through the Once these.
1: we get to Chapter 8, we're really going to start rolling.
0: But there is chapter a lot. Eight. I mean, Chapter 28. Oh, yes. That's Basically, 20. once we get there, whew, it is <coughs> on. So just, like, <coughs> hold <coughs> on for it. And again.
1: If this is, yeah, if this is your first time reading it, you're still enjoying this because you're just like, oh, I'm learning all these things. Who are these people? But it's reading it over and over and diving in as much as we are to this is really hard. Challenging.
0: Because it's such a... Yeah. But once, again, once we get to 27, even 27, 28, I mean, the rest of this year is after that. It's (gasps) going (gasps) to (sighs) be, you know, it's going to be a lot of that. For me, at least, um... And we want your feedback. We'd love your thoughts too. Thanks for listening. Um, You know, if you just have suggestions, we'll hear them. Hit us up.
1: Talk to us about
0: it. Uh, But for now, I guess
1: put a bookmark in
0: it. Put a bookmark in it. We could work with that. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.